the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
help us. As we have selected the aim, we shall maintain it in the name of Jesus.
shall be the church. We shall be the church and rise, oh God. shed his life was given for you and I so that you and I will come amen he prepared the table for you and I so today everything has been done so you will come and hear his word amen so that you'll be saved amen everything was done he gave up his life so that you and I would have life and have it more abundantly amen Amen. Amen. May we pray over the offerings, please. Father, we thank you for these offerings. We thank you for your people. We thank you for giving them the opportunity to bring an offering into your storehouse. Bless them. Bless them. Deliver them from the devourer. Because there are many. May your word in Malachi 3 come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Father, I'm just a servant. I'm just a young man. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you use me as a vessel. I'm just, I'm young in this journey. There are many things that I don't know. I'm relying on you, Holy Spirit, tonight, this afternoon, to lead me, to share a word with your people. You said that everything was done so that you come. They have come. Use me as a vessel, Lord so that your people be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, 
When Lady Pastor preached this morning about the good general, there's, there was sort of a, an, an, an echoing theme that reminded me when I had my own plans yesterday, trying to enjoy a little party that I went and got a call. And the whole, my plans just, <laughs> but it's a privilege. It's a privilege, and I see an opportunity for a father to call a son that, can you share a word tomorrow? And I'm saying to myself, you know, my plans was to, you know, to enjoy myself, go home and sleep. Amen. I was thinking to myself, I've been up all morning, you know, been up all morning trying to sort things out with evangelism trying to sort things out, going to see churches. And the last thing I wanted was to stay up all night, you know, as though I was back in school doing all night. But that's the work of, of, a, of a lay pastor. Amen. Amen. So what I'm saying is I appreciate your lay pastors. You know, the times when they need to be spending time with their wives, you are enjoying yours. They are, they are, they are in the word, in the, in the in wee hours of the night, just reading the scriptures, and praying that the Lord will deposit something in their hearts. Amen. Yeah. While well, you are cuddled with your wife or your husband and enjoying each other's company. Amen. 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 So all I'm saying is that we thank the Lord for our Father of Nasei. That even me is counting me worthy to share a word with you. Amen. Amen. I know that I'm not perfect. As, as Steve uh, Harvey said, the Lord ain't through with me yet. Still working through me. Amen. The day he's through with me, on that day, you, you, see, you come and see me going down. But you pray that I don't see you go down first. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But we are in the season of evangelism. Amen. Amen. And evangelism is very important. Amen. And in this season, we must share about souls. We must follow the doctrines of the church, the ancient landmarks about souls. And yesterday, First Love did an awesome job evangelizing onto the world. Amen. You see, what I'm about to share with you is something that all of you have read and seen, but what I've realized is that the the prophecies that were prophesied in 1986, where many of us were teenagers and so on and so forth, they are all come to pass in the lighthouse denomination. They have all come to pass. They have all come to pass. Amen. They have, you see, the Bible says, if two shall agree on something, Shall I come to pass? Amen. So I'm reading from Tell Them. Tell Them. Um, this message is about Tell Them. Tell Them by one of the great generals that we know in this lighthouse denomination. And his letters the letters of a soul winner to tell them. So the message, you can call it, tell them, 
dash letters of a soul winner. Amen. So we all know the Great Commission, which is Matthew 28, which talks about Go ye therefore unto all nations and baptizing them and so on and so forth. The first one talked about one of the things the bishop talks about is that you must be so in it because it is the great commission. Amen. The great commission is the great command, a great mandate, great instruction great order given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. See, our faith is based on the resurrection of our Savior, the death and resurrection of our Savior. Amen. And before he left us, he gave us a great command, a great commission. And that commission was that we must go into all the world into all the world. It didn't say must go into the, the, the going to Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, uh, Benin, Liberia. It says all the worlds. It says that even the smallest island in, in Tahiti, the smallest island, the British Virgin Islands, the Totolis, and so on and so forth. You must go there and evangelize. Tell them about Christ. Because you all know the scripture tells us about Lazarus when he died. That the rich man also died. And Lazarus went into the bosom of the father of Father Abraham. But when the rich man died, the Bible tells us that he went to hell. Many of us, we are watching our friends, our cousins, just, just living a life that is just taking them straight to hell. Amen. And the past few weeks, Reverend Osa have been teaching us about the key or steps or strategies for winning the soul. We've learned about anakazo. Compel them. Compel them. We learn about Biazo. We learn about Anadea. We learn about all these things. Are we anakazoing them? Are we compelling them? Or are we compelling them about the things we are selling? Are we compelling them that there is heaven and hell? Are we being shameless about our faith? See, what's interesting, one of the guys I work with is Russian. It's always about, everything's about Russian. I mean, I said to myself, you know what? You, you always said that you came from Russia and you didn't have anything, $100 or whatever it is that you had in your pocket. And now you're doing this job that probably pays like a million percent more than what you had in your pocket. But every time, it's all, everything we talk about, oh, I mean, as for me, Russia is this, Russia is this. Like, you know, why are you still in America? If Russia is that great, you, have, you are living the American dream that you criticize. Why don't you go back? 
But yet, he doesn't want to go back. But one thing he said, I think it was this Friday. And he said, you know what, he came to my office, and the office I showed another, my colleague, and he said, you close the door. <laughs> and he said, you know what, don't get me wrong about what I'm about to say. He said, you know what, guys, every time he comes, he said, boys. I said, okay, whatever you want to say. <laughs> don't look like a boy to you. You know, as for me, I love women. That's what he said. And he said to me, you know what, I'm so annoyed. Every time I walk around, these guys walking around, I'm gay and I'm proud of it. I'm going to make a t-shirt that I'm straight and I'm proud of it. So the revelation that I got from that was that of all his annoyance, he believed that there is something that is so sacred to the father that marriage is between a man and a woman that I am straight and proud of it. So he was not shamed, he was not shameful about saying that. And I said to him, you know what? You could make a lot of money among the, evan the, 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 the evangelicals like myself. If you make these t-shirts, I'll buy it. First of all, an idea, as I've given you many, but I've not seen none executed. He says, I am straight and I am proud of it. And you can even have a picture of a woman and a man. And you can have, as the Genesis something, Genesis 3, that a man left his mother and father, right, to cleave unto his wife. You'd be surprised that if you sell 10 million shirts for $10, you'd be a multimillionaire. Someone take it and execute. You'd be blessed. Don't just receive execute. Amen. And some of them, I even told Kwame Asun, so many years ago, and Eugene Quay, do these t-shirts. We found on CNBC, a woman started in Brooklyn. She used Proverbs 31. Her first sale was $150,000. So, if you are serious about business and making money, don't worry so much about, oh, I have to go to the guy and do this. Money is not, if money was in Ghana, you would not be here. If, yes, there, there's money in Ghana, but tapping into the riches in Ghana, your, your chances are slim. The old boy club in Ghana is, is worse than here. So your chances are, like I said, these teachers, this shit I've just mentioned to you, you try it and see. You try and see. You'll you be surprised. You'll be surprised that that little thing can rather change your life. Amen. But that's not my message. But I just I thought I should share that with you. That he was not shameful about saying that, you know what, I am tired of seeing this. So I'm also, I'm also want a t-shirt, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says, I am straight and proud of it, and I love women as a man. <laughs> you know how Russians can be very bold. You know, Russians are not that big. You know, they are very short. Don't be deceived that Russians are big and tall. No, they're not. They are very, very short. I mean, it reminds me of, you know, a sentiment. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But a scientist got a little bit, I mean, the blood got changed with the northern people, so, I mean, some are, some are very tall too. Amen. Amen. Amen.
But anyway, it looks like my time is always spent. But I wanted to talk about the great generals. Amen. All right. We must be souls because we are called to this great, this great work of winning souls. Amen. We learn in Proverbs that you are a wise investor when you win souls for the Lord. Amen. May you, you win souls for the Lord. And may that investment that you win souls for the Lord may be accounted into your account. Amen. Amen. But one of the things I want to read to you about what Bishop talks about, we all heard about Salvation Army, we heard about the General William Booth, said about the call. Not called, did you say? Not heard the call. I think you should say, put your ear down to the Bible. Or put your ear down to humanity, this great city of New York. Just, just even put your ear down and listen to the, the sound and the pitfall and the wailing of the people just walking down this Burnside Avenue. And hear him bid you go and pull sinners out of the fire of sin. Put your ear down to the burden, the burden, the, the agonizing, the agonized soul of humanity. People are burdened. They are burdened. Didn't did, did you hear, didn't you hear about the bishop's message about the taskmasters? I mean, I'll tell you, every Sunday when I go home, when I get home, which I get home very late, Honestly, I get very sad that I have to get up in the morning to go to work on Monday. And I'm always asking myself, Lord, I need a way out of this. I need a way out of this. People are burdened. There's nothing wrong with work. Please don't get me wrong. You must work. The Bible says that you must work. You must work to eat. But there's work and there's a burden of the work. Agonizing heart of humanity. The agony that people go through. The cutthroat. The politics. The this, the this, the that. And don't get me wrong. Politics is not, it's not just at work. It's actually more so in churches than anywhere else. Amen. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because we have lost the purpose in which we are called to do. And people become political. The work they're supposed to be doing, they're not doing it. So they're hiding behind their politics. Amen. That's why it says, at the, at the last day, every idle word spoken, everything we have done in, in this body, will be asked of it. We, you are now will be asked of it. I am for Apollos. I am for Paul. All will be asked of it. 
So while we spend our days and time, so I'm for poor, I'm for Paulus. says there's the, the people are burdened. They're agonized. They are lost. While we spend our days and time in politicking, who's doing what, who's supposed to do what, and so on and so forth. They said, the souls are burdened. The souls are burdened. That's the call and the work of a shepherd. Yeah, I mean, forgive me if I'm preaching what I'm not supposed to be preaching. So they are burdened. And listen to the pitfall, pitfall, pitfall well and, and mercy for help. Mercy for help. Don't be surprised because people are dressed nice in a nice cast and a nice shirt or tie or suit. They are crying for mercy for help. But rather we are spending our times and how we can be favored. But didn't it say in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things that you are being political about will be given unto you. And you wouldn't have to work for it because you have done the work. Seeking ye first. Amen. All, all these things will be given unto you. Was David not in the, in, in the farm or somewhere ignored by even his own father? When the great prophet Samuel came around, he had been favored. Because he, he knew and he, he knew that his call was to do the will of the father. To do the work of the father. Or it's not about standing there tall with broad shoulders. Amen. And he goes on to say, Go and stand by the gates of hell. Hear the damned entreat you to go to their father's house. The rich man was telling the, says the rich man, the Luke 16, says, Please go to my father's house. I have brothers. I have sisters, I have cousins, I have cousins. I don't want them to come to this, this place. Don't we all know someone or somebody that we know that because of their ways, their ways, their lifestyles, which by sometimes it's not even their own fault? Are we sharing, are you being shameless? about the gospel? Are we compelling them using anakazo? Are we putting our life down and waking up early so that we could go pick them up? Are we using the forces? It tells us that since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and he must take it by force. How can you enter into a strong man's house? You must bind a strong man. Bind a strong man. 
Amen. The church is quiet. Maybe I should stop. Wow. And bid, bid their brothers and sisters, servants and masters not to come here. Beloved, hell is real. Hell is really real. And heaven is real. And heaven is real. It's real. Then look, see, after all of this, look in the, in, look in the face of Christ. Look in the face of Christ. Whose mercy you have professed to obey. You, whose mercy you and I have professed to obey. And tell him whether you will join heart and soul and body and circumstances in, in the march to publish his mercy to the world. Our Savior is merciful. He's merciful because he has shown you a mercy and we have understood the mercy, which is why we are here. How about others? And the son of that was yesterday when I saw First Love and a few other members from the main church. And I said, wow. Wow. Where have we gone wrong as a church? That when it's time to go win souls where your investment is much more, has a better appreciation than even Berkshire Hathaway's investments, which is Warren Buffett's. Some people say that if you invested $10,000 in his, in his uh, funds 20 years ago, you'd be a 10 millionaire. So that's what some people say. But this investment is much more valuable than you buying Amazon stocks and then 20 years from now become a multimillionaire or buying Apple stocks. Because the price of a soul is not quantifiable. You cannot quantify the price of a soul. You cannot quantify it. There's no mathematical computation for, or computational formula out there. Mathematicians in the house. I don't know. I mean, actuaries can put different formulas in way to determine the, the lifespan of a human being based on family history and sickness and whatever it may be and trying to figure out based on st st statistical analysis whether this person will live up to X amount of age or not. Even that, there is a, a false hypothesis. There's a confidence interval that tells you, I mean, what is the 95, 90% or 99%? No, I'm very good at, I'm very good at applied math. Amen. 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 Yes. If I had my way, I probably would have got, uh, I probably could have got a PhD in, in applied math. Amen. 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 But anyway, that's not even the case. Amen. This is what William Booth said. But there is, there is a general in this lighthouse whose letters, whose letters, 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 Tell us. As I looked through this, and I was so blessed by it, I was like, uh, how shall I preach something else other than what's in the house? So, 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 the same thing that you have heard, teach the same thing to faithful men. 
Amen. So, this is between our Papa the Bishop and our second Papa, Bishop Saki. Amen. As far, as far back as I can remember, I've always had a vision to win souls for Christ. During my early days at the university, I met a law student called E.A.T. Saki. He happened to be a classmate and a friend of my wife. So naturally, we became good friends. I soon discovered that he and I had similar interests, like soul winning. I believe that it's what drew us together in ministry. Amen. I recently discovered some of, his, some of the letters he wrote to me when we were both students in the university in 1988. At the time, I was a medical student and he was a law student, but neither medicine nor law could drown, drown our divine call and desire to win more people to Christ. I'm glad that we are both in the ministry today. I feel very happy when I see the lost being preached to. Amen? I am reproducing below four letters my friend wrote to me as you read them. I believe you'll be inspired to launch out into harvest. Amen. Amen. And some of you have seen some of these letters through WhatsApp. But I have dissected the letters myself. As Paul writes letters to Timothy. I've looked at word by word. Bishop Sai goes in there. We are, let us be impervious to the opinions of others. And I say, you know what? Let me understand this one, but let me go and find out more dictionary meaning of impervious. So here, here are some of the letters. The zeal of baptism carries the book of Psalm 69, verse 9. 69, verse 9, please. For the zeal of thine house have eaten me up. Wow. And this scripture, let me stop there because it will tell you how the zeal of the house of the Lord has eaten me up. And this scripture, if you look at the letters he has written, was the prophecy about Lighthouse Denomination and what it is today, which was prophesied in 1986. And he says here, if ever we need a baptism from heaven, it should be a baptism of zeal. That we have lost, people have lost zeal for the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord has become a house where we go look for husbands and wives. Now that we can't go to Adoris and some, I mean, Studio 55 or whatever the club may be, so now I have to dress the dress that I'm buying, I bought that, what do you call it? What do you call it? What's that store? A Short Hills Mall. Or at, uh, what are some of those? Green Acres. What are some, some of the fine name stores? Got, huh? Strawberries. Ah, you guys are now, I need some sophisticated names. Now, I'm, I, look, I have, to, I have to ask you. Even Marcus. Hey! Have you ever seen a pair of suits from there? I went to see one of a friend of mine. I mean, he can afford it. But for me, affording that means that maybe I have to, I mean, skip my mortgage for like six months. <laughs> I mean, he bought some. Hey! That, that store and the, the things that, Nordstrom, the things are very expensive. 
So when you have gone to like stores, I mean like short hills mall, I've been told that when you go there, you may not, you may not find my type of car like Corolla. You may find yourself the Carraras, the, the Lamborghinis, the German and then the German and the Swedish cars. So my type of car, you may have to park somewhere and just walk. That's the zeal that we, unfortunately, have turned winning souls for. Yes. And you'd be surprised after church how many pictures you see of people posing like this. And Facebook. I say, hey, Charlie, this zeal, we need to use it for winning souls. Amen. But let me come back to the letter. The zeal of that house has consumed me. We, are real, we really need to be eaten up dry with passionate passion. Hey! Passionate passion. Ask the next, next brother or sister next to you. Are you eating up with passionate passion for, for, the, for the house of the Lord? Hey! It says, a burden, a burden, a burden that would make us uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfortable until we see and get man saved from the blackness, the blackness, the blackness of darkness into the kingdom of our dear son. Colossians 1, Karen, Colossians 1, 12 to 15. Are you uncomfortable? When you see souls perishing, or you just ignore and you walk, you pass by because you yourself and your household, the farmers pray, you are saved. You have corn, you have bread, you have oil, you have wine, you have your friends who come. See, the interesting thing is that, if you know, when I go back to the evangelism, like when you have party, you don't party, you don't invite everyone. People even will ask you, "Hey, I heard you had a party, you didn't invite me." But no one had asked me the first love had evangelism and they were not invited. Amen. See, this is the passion of the founding fathers. Are we really sons and daughters of the founding fathers of this great denomination that we have been truly and honestly blessed by it? giving thanks unto the Father which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. We have been given that opportunity to see the light. How about others? 13. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? See, all the letter who was written was right, Bishop Saki wrote. You know, your scriptures, it's not scriptures are not in here. They're all scriptures, Colossians 1, 13. Right? Power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his, of his dear son. This, he was, he was, uh, was late teens or early 20s. You see the passion and the prophecy of the church? We really need to love that. We really need the love that is blind. Do you have a, a love that is blind to all souls? 
Oh, our love is only up to the people that we know after church. I'll, I'll go and speak to a sister or the brother that I know that we click. How about the one who just came that doesn't know anyone? That doesn't know anyone. To all the possible dangers of, of the mission. Love that, love, love that ignores personal safety. Disregard the odds against it. Drops sacrifice from its vocabulary. Requires no crutches. Ignores all dangers and is intolerant to idleness. Tolerant to idleness. Remember that the master went out at the eleventh hour. Matthew twenty-six to seven. He found some men still idling in the marketplace. May God help us. As they were eating, Matthew twenty 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 verse chapter twenty verse six to seven. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all day idle? Unfortunately, we become very idle Christians. As Lady Pastor was saying, our most service is Sundays. So if, if there are four services, that means you are 25%. It's, it's definitely an F in school. The teachers will call you as a parent. So, you know, as for this son or daughter of yours, we had a test and we have four tests, all 25, 25. They said unto him, because no man have hired us. He said unto them, go you also into the vineyard and whatsoever is right, Thou shalt receive it. The, the, the harvest is there. Are we going there? Are we talking to people about Christ? Are we talking to people about Christ? It says, God help us. In this 11th hour, the church seems to be idling, careless of its responsibilities. I'm really doubtful whether I want to be part of this system. I am beginning to believe that it is not the sin of the world that is making the church sick, but rather the sin and unconcern of the church that is making the world sick. There's something that was written in his 20s, early 20s, in 1986. I'm getting fed up with complacency. They become complacent. They become complacent Christians. They prayers we prayed, Lord, help me. Help me to finish school, graduate, get a good job. All those things, all these things that the Gentiles seek, he has given to us. But his work, we have become idle. We have become idle handlers of his job. We have become idle handlers of his work. In the church, I am filled with holy anger against the devil, against sin, against our unbelief, and also against the church. Everything in the world is broken. Confidence in government, confidence in dollar, in the dollar, confidence, marriage are broken up, and teenagers are broke, breaking up their minds with drugs. 
And it's going on today. The world is lost because we have become shameful to talk about our faith. We have become shameful to tell people that Jesus Christ loves you. That that drug or whatever it is, the alcohol that you are drinking or using, is not going to save your life. Just give strong drink to the one who wants, who's perishing. The one who's perishing, give strong drink to him. But we have become shameful to even say that we are Christians. And this Russian guy in my, in my, at work, who's very bold, very tiny guy, even shorter than me, that means he's very short. He's bold. He's like, you know what? Ask for me. Babies, ask for me. I love women. And I'm tired of these guys going around, walking around, da, 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 da. I'm going to make a t-shirt called that. I'm straight and I'm proud of it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm almost done. All is broken except one thing. The heart of the believers. And what is the heart of the believers? This is what Christ is looking for. Psalm 51 verse, verse 17. A broken and a contrite heart. Is your heart broken for the Lord? Do you have a contrite spirit that you also can see the agonizing humanity? The agonized humanity. Can you also see the souls that people are there who need Christ? Sacrifice of, of God are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. Heart. Oh God. That's what Christ is looking for. The believers whose heart has been broken by the love of Christ. They say, Lord, because you have done this unto me, how shall I see another human being go to hell? Your scripture tells us in Luke 16, the rich man died and Lazarus also died. And it clearly states that the rich man went to hell. And he was begging, begging, begging for Father Abraham to send the, the Lazarus to go tell his brothers. You are the shepherds. You are the carrier of this message. But I believe that we need broken hearts to face this colossal mess. Weeping is a command, but there is, but there should be. There should be action after that, which is Joel 2.7. The present lethargy in the church is almost unpardonable. I need to bear a broken heart over the coldness in the church. Is there coldness in the church? What happened to the fruit of the Spirit? Joy, peace. joy and peace and all those fruits of the spirit the coldness in the church who belongs to who who's in this clan who's in this I mean cliques and clacks or whatever it may be I 
how shall we be ambassadors if we are clicks? How shall we be the carriers of this great letters? If there are those we flow with and others we don't flow with. Yay, the fields are really white. Doug, let's bind our hearts to the, to the reaching of the, um, of the unreached. Isn't, isn't the lighthouse going now to the hinterlands, reaching the unreached? Don't we all know Reverend Ransford, who used to work at PwC, one of the finest accounting firms, not in America, but in the world, I know about it, so I used to work for Anderson Worldwide, which used to include Arthur Anderson and Anderson Consulting. Then we were number one. But now, PwC is number one. He left his fine job as a manager. You know what it means to become a manager at these firms? You totally give up your life. Now he's in the Republic of Congo. His children, American-born children, his fine wife. To reach the unreached. Wow. Opinions of others about our zeal. We should not care. We should not care what would cause us to be burnt out for Christ. Whether we, be, whether we are flooded, which most of us look for being flooded. Oh, you look nice. Oh, nice message. All those things. They are nice pleasantries. And then if the Lord is not happy with what you have shared, he's not happy with it. Or flattened, esteemed, or despised, Condemned a fool or philosopher through evil report or good report, kisses or curses, we should be set to do the will of him who sent us. John 6.33 said the will of God, the, the will of him who sent us. This is the letters. You see, his letters relates back 630, 638. His letters, his writings, they were all scriptures. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. This Bishop Saki writing says, I don't care whether people flatter us or flatten us, or and you continue to say, whether they esteemed us, despised us, condemned us, fools, medical students and law, and, and, and law students. What, what do you have to do with preaching the gospel? But the Lord sent his great, or these great generals, because he knew that you and I can only receive from these men. Because with your high education, with your high-mindedness, with your understanding of the economic systems and the political systems and the philosophical systems and the medical systems, someone who perhaps have a 
I mean, a first grade education may not even be able to preach to you. So he chose these vessels so that you and I will be saved. I'll be done in a few minutes. The letter is almost done. We need, as it says, that we should be set to do the will of him who sent us. We need to move and away from the centralized system we, we seem to be having Accra. This is why Bishop always preached that when you talk to Bishop Saki, that let's go start a church in Accra. He said, oh, you know what? Maybe we should go somewhere. If, so if it doesn't work, <laughs> no one will know. See, these letters... If it doesn't work, at least <laughs> we are now part of the centralized system that has failed. But what the Lord has put together as his church, no one can destroy it. No one. No one. The church is founded with showmanship, competition, holding the form of religion by denying the power thereof. Second Timothy 3. We don't have to. Although Pharisees' prayer is always not seen, it's seen as not good enough. God, I thank thee, I'm not like other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers. How many church folks can pray, can pray such prayers anyway? God help us. And so then he, then he said the Habakkuk prayer, which is Habakkuk 3 2. It says that. I pray like Habakkuk, Lord, in your wrath, remember mercy. Haven't Lord, the Lord remember mercy on us? Haven't he had mercy on us? How about the others? Others who are perishing. Others who have not come to know the glorious gospel of our Savior. Others who have not come to understand or partake in the love of Christ. Others who have not come to Take in the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, the communion says that as you take this, believe in it that you were healed. Haven't we been healed by taking communion? How about others who are perishing of sicknesses and diseases? Don't they also deserve a chance? Didn't they also deserve a chance? And he says, love to all eats. See, these letters tell us a story. Even one of the letters, he says that I'm dreaming about evangelism. I will never be satisfied with anything short of God, of that and God himself flows. In himself, and himself knows. And he said that a man approved of God by many signs and wonders would also be said of, of us and the ministry. Aren't we seeing signs and wonders in Lighthouse? Have you watched Charisma? Have you watched the Gospel Blitz? Aren't we seeing millions at the Crusades? Signs and wonders. If you follow the bishops closely and you listen to First Law podcast, the testimonies. These letters was written with 1996, 18, 18, 1986. All those things have come. These were prophecies from the one of the founders. Prophecies professed way before they took place. 
Amen. I think my time is done. Or past my time, I believe. Forgive me and have mercy on me. I just want to say, I know that we really do a lot. I see you as an answer to a need in my life. Wow. You might not understand this very well. But I hope Mommy would, not, would, not, would explain it further. The hold of evangelism on me gets stronger with every passing day. It never lessens. I dream of it. I wake up with that dream and go to bed with it still. Occupying the greater part of my mind, I know that God will lead us by his own spirit and we shall see with our own eyes utterly. Many come into taste for the first time the unspeakable gifts. The prophet is the one who says something and it comes to pass. See the prophecies in in these letters. And many, have many come to taste the gifts? And we all example of those who are prophet. Auntie May, you read this. Maybe you may think that I'm the one who's just embellishing this. You just read this part, please. I know that God will lead us by his own spirit, and we shall see with our own eyes utterly. Many come in to taste for the first time the unspeakable gift. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you, and whatever leading he gives you, be sure that I'll agree with you. Amen. 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 So all that I want to say to you is that let us go back to the ancient landmarks of these letters that, that, that builds the, the foundation or the building blocks or the pillars of this great denomination the Lord has given us. For these letters are the pillars, the prophecies prophesied by the founding fathers as what this church was supposed to be like and what we, we ourselves are enjoying and experiencing. God bless you. The Lord be with you. And may this letter not only just be something you have heard, but may, may it have a hold in your life. May it have a hold in your life. May it have a hold in your life. And the blessings that these letters come with may be your portion. Because these letters have brought great, great blessings to the life of our fathers, the bishop, and Bishop Saki, and Bishop Eddie, and Lady Reverend Mami. Because these letters are great letters. These letters are letters, you can say that the letters that Paul wrote to his son Timothy, the letters that we read in the, in the Bible. And these letters are not words of men. They are scriptures, as I've shown you. Says, I'll do the will of the Father who sent us, that the gift, the unspeakable gift, people will come to taste of it, and be tasting of those gifts. And we've seen the signs and the wonders. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all you've done. For all you've done. For all you've done. We thank you for all you've done, Lord. We thank you for all you've done. Oh, Marashandakaramushandakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatakaramushasatak
We will not ignore their cries. We will be the church and rise. We will seek out the forsaken. We will not be found complacent. We will be the church and rise. We will open up our eyes. We will not ignore their cries. We will be the church and rise. We will see. rises up, rises up to fulfill the great commission, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to walk in the letters that our fathers have written to us, Lord. Help us to be that church, O oh Lord, that rises up above and beyond our personal needs, O oh Lord, to do your will, to do your will, Lord, to do your will, because there are many, and there are others out there who have not come to know you, Lord. Help us to rise as a church, to walk together and win souls, and win souls for your kingdom, Lord. Because your scripture tells us that a wise investor is the one who wins souls for the kingdom. May we be that wise investors in your, in your house, Lord. We thank you. We honor you, O oh Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.
We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.